There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. In three, two, one. Seven things you probably didn't know, we need to know. I'm Jamie East and this is the Standard This week saw the long-awaited Climate Summit COP26 finally get underway in Glasgow, with addresses from the Queen and David Attenborough as the world aims to get the climate crisis under control. There was a row over Tory sleaze, which ended in a U-turn and resignation, and Alec Baldwin spoke out on the rust shooting. This is the Standout 7 from the Smart 7. Don't forget to hit the follow button to get daily updates at 7am. It's been a long time coming, but the COP26 has finally kicked off in Glasgow. It's a United Nations climate change event which will see a host of world leaders debate and discuss what action they can take on climate over the next two days before the real negotiations begin as the conference runs through to November the 12th. Alok Sharma, who's the president of the event, is focused on the goal of limiting global warming to 1.5 degrees to avoid the worst-case scenarios. The rapidly changing climate is sounding an alarm to the world to step up on adaptation, to address loss and damage, and to act now to keep 1.5 alive. And we know that this COP, COP26, is our last best hope to keep 1.5 in reach. Boris, who is also busy at the G20 summit in Italy this weekend, is focused on getting agreements and ensuring that this summit has a positive impact on the planet's future. The solution to climate change is clear. It lies in consigning dirty fossil fuels like coal to history and recognising the role that nature plays in preserving life on this planet. If we don't act now, the Paris Agreement will be looked at in the future, not as the moment humanity opened its eyes to the problem, but the moment we flinched and turned away. It's been billed as our last chance to have an impact on climate change and leaders from around the world have been focused on the need for urgent and clear action to limit the damage from global warming and meet the 1.5 degree temperature target. So, with the weight of history upon him as the host of the COP26 Climate Summit, Boris took to the stage. Welcome to Glasgow and to Scotland, whose most globally famous fictional son is almost certainly a man... Oh, hold on, what, where, where's this going? Braveheart? Robert the Bruce? Called James Bond. What? No. Who generally comes to the climax of his highly lucrative film strapped to a doomsday device, while a red digital clock ticks down remorselessly to a detonation that will end human life as we know it. Right. We know you watch No Time to Die in the big blue briefing room, and you can definitely put it through as expenses now, but what about the climate conference, pal? We are in roughly the same position, my fellow global leaders, as James Bond today. Jeez, maybe the Prince of Wales had some more sensible opening remarks, eh? We have a precious opportunity to make sustainability the growth story of our time, yet the window for action is, as we all know, rapidly closing. 
There was a lengthy list of speakers at the COP26 summit on Monday, including the UN Secretary-General, Prime Minister of India Narendra Modi, who pledged India would reach zero emissions by 2070, and Joe Biden, who called the climate crisis a threat to human existence as we know it. The Queen spoke of the importance of action for future generations. We none of us will live forever, but we are doing this not for ourselves, but for our children and our children's children. Sir David Attenborough, the lifelong environmentalist and increasingly vocal campaigner, also had a call to action. If working apart, we are a force powerful enough to destabilise our planet, surely working together, we are powerful enough to save it. And even as a deal was agreed to help stop deforestation, there were voices of those most at risk from global warming, including the Prime Minister of Barbados, Mia Amor Motley. Our people are watching and our people are taking note. How many more voices and how many more pictures of people must we see on these screens without being able to move? Or are we so blinded and hardened that we can no longer appreciate the cries of humanity? Thursday was a hectic day for the Tory party. It started with Business Secretary Kwasi Kwarteng defending the amendment vote which saw Tory MPO and Patterson duck a 30-day suspension after an investigation into misuse of office. But that was quickly followed by Jacob Rees-Mogg announcing a U-turn after an outcry and allegations of Tory sleaze following the vote to overhaul the standards watchdog. While there is a very strong feeling on both sides of the House that there is a need for an appeals process, There is equally a strong feeling that this should not be based on a single case or applied retrospectively. I fear last night's debate conflated the individual case with the general concern. This link needs to be broken. By the afternoon, Owen Paterson had resigned as an MP, announcing he would seek a life outside the cruel world of politics. There will now be a by-election held in North Shropshire, a seat he's held since 1997. Labour leader Sakir Starmer was pulling no punches. What's happened in the last 24 hours is uh, corrupt. In order to protect one of their own, the government of the Prime Minister voted to pull the entire independent standards process down. He's leading his troops through the sewer, and so it is a complete mess of their own making. Still to come on the Standout 7, we could be facing a Covid Christmas, and Alec Baldwin speaks out on the rust shooting. Right after this... Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to The Smart 7. If you're enjoying it, you might also like The Smart 7 Island Edition. Just search and follow us on your favourite podcast platform. Free. 
Deputy Chief Medical Officer Professor Jonathan Van Tam appeared on BBC Breakfast to answer viewers' questions and he warned that people really need to continue to take precautions as the UK's case numbers remain stubbornly high. I think a whole range of behaviours, including the use of face coverings, but generally the caution um, that people take or don't take in terms of interacting with each other, that is going to be a big determinant in what happens between now and the kind of darkest months of the winter. But what about Christmas? Christmas is going to be okay, right? Christmas and indeed um, all of the uh, kind of darker winter months are potentially going to be problematic. The movie world was shocked by the death of cinematographer Hal Nia Hutchins on the set of the movie Rust. The investigations into what happens are still ongoing, but the man at the centre of the inquiry who fired the prop gun that killed Hal Nia and wounded the director, Alec Baldwin, spoke to the press over the weekend. She was my friend. The day I arrived in Santa Fe to start shooting, I took her to dinner with Joel, the director. We were a very, very, you know, well-oiled crew shooting a film together, and then this horrible event happened. He was grabbed by reporters with his wife on a roadway, and he says it's a tragic event for all involved. There are incidental accidents uh, uh, on film sets uh, from time to time, but nothing like this. This is a one in a trillion episode. The death was announced on Thursday of entertainer Lionel Blair. He was 92. He had a showbiz career that spanned eight decades and he was a genuine entertainer with roles which included dancing, acting and TV presenting. He was perhaps most famous for the game show Give Us a Clue on which he was a long-running team captain but he also played a choreographer in the Beatles' Hard Day's Night, appeared on Celebrity Big Brother and famously had a dance-off with Sammy Davis Jr. at the Royal Variety performance. He spoke to The One Show in 2019 about the time he took Sammy shopping in London. Rest in peace, Lionel. He said, do you have to leave now? I went, no. He said, would you take me shopping? So I said, yeah. yeah. He said, I want to go to a place called Hayrods. Harrods. Hayrods. Down here, I want to buy presents for Kirk and Tony. Who are Kirk and Tony? Kirk Douglas and Tony Curtis. As you do. As you do. Give us a clue was very big at that time. And people were asking me for my autograph. He said, you're obviously very well known. Why don't we do a number together on my show? I said, I don't think the director would allow it. He said, it's my show. And that's how it happened. This has been the Standout 7, the best of the week from the Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow, 7am, with the Sunday 7. Have a great rest of your weekend. Produced and published by Daft Dogs.